Which is a ridiculous amount of vanilla on it. It has a certain, like, a thickness to it. Like a mm. coating thickness to it. So to coat your throat with vanilla. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe some coconut porter. I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> shove it down your throat, but, you know. Hey, but, you wow. know, if it was, wait, wait, if it was there, you'd open. say, hmm, that tastes like hey, vanilla. Ian just got me too. You know, I've just been experiencing the, the mouthful of this evening, which has been filling. <laughs> Stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. Welcome back to the Tap Takeover podcast. This is a special tasting episode. We've got the culmination of our huge contest, our Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit from Microphone Contest. We've got three special guests, three podcasters, me, Jim, and Andy. Let's go around the horn and introduce ourselves and kind of put some uh, names with the voices. So for me, this is Alex. Uh, this is Jim. Andy here. Hey, Kyle from 1840 Brewing. This is Ian. And this is Joel. Well, welcome uh, to our guests. Uh, thank you for, uh, for entering the contest. Uh, if you guys want to tell us a little bit about uh, your experience with the contest and uh, how you won, Joel, let's start with you. Yeah, absolutely. I was just scrolling through Facebook and uh, saw someone had tagged me in the contest. I'm a huge fan of uh, microphone brewing, so of course I had to enter. Ian, uh, what was your experience like? Uh, I got lucky. Um, someone backed out and I won the, the spot to be here to try these great beers. Big fan of microphone and. So Andy, uh, tell us about uh, tell us about the fellow who backed out. He had uh, kind of a family emergency, but uh, we want to at least mention his name, uh, even though he couldn't be here. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Nicholas Whitaker actually uh, won the second spot after Joel for the contest here. Uh, he had a back out today at a family medical emergency, so uh, we tossed it out of Milwaukee Beer Trader. Uh, got about 25, 30 people and just had a random number generator, and uh, that's all. Ian got in last minute on this epic tasting we're about to do. Awesome. Our hearts go out to Nick and his family. Uh, we hope everything uh, works out for you. But uh, we're here on a very special day. Uh, there's a birthday party going on. We're here at 1840. Uh, Kyle, tell us about uh, tell us about your brewery and uh, what folks can experience coming on in here. Uh, we do a lot of barrel aging and blending, a lot of fresh, different, unique types of yeast and process-driven beers as well. It's a fun night. These guys said that they had this collection of microphone beer and that they were looking for a place to host this tasting, and I eagerly accepted that challenge. So <laughs> happy to have them here and looking forward to tasting through all these exceptional beers. Kyle, you've been on the podcast before. No, uh, no no stranger to uh, the strange ways of the Tap Takeover podcast. Absolutely. But uh, we appreciate you having us. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go back and, and take a listen. A lot of, a lot of fun uh, technical knowledge about barrel aging and blending. But uh, right now we're going to talk about uh, the original, the, the OG, the Smells Like Bean Spirit. Not the Imperial, not any sort of... Uh, not any sort of additives on this one. Uh, what what kind of things are you guys getting out of this? So how old is this now? I mean, this has been aging for a little while. Uh, a little, a uh, little more than a year, I would say. Okay. A little more than a year, and uh, at eight percent, it's right on the verge of a, of a beer that you would want to put into your cellar. But uh, you know, that's the fun experiments that we like to run on the podcast. Just kind of toss the stuff in the cellar and see how it ages. What do you think? How is this one holding up, Jim? Yeah, so still getting plenty of maple um, on the nose, so uh, still a 
pretty pretty big stout here, even at eight percent. Yeah, I think to your point, Alex, it's uh, at eight percent. It's kind of just it's not going to hold up to time as well, right? But the maple's still popping. It's just a little thin overall, I think, because I'm missing some of those residual sugars you expect for a beer you've been aging in a in a big big A stout. So. Again, uh, looking forward to the Imperial version. And Ian, uh, what, what are you getting out of this? Uh, definitely the maple. Um, coffee tastes a little burnt to me, like a thin and thin and kind of maybe smoky. Yeah, I'd say a little acidic, a little astringent taste going on there. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely not one that's the, where the coffee's held up at all, especially over that much aging. Uh, Joel, what's a, what are you experiencing on this first beer? Well, uh, the, the same thing. I picked up the burnt coffee flavor in there for sure. Um, it's still good beer, but uh, it, like you said, Kyle, it's on the thin side too for for what I like. Well, I think it's time to get into the uh, the imperial versions, and uh, for that we're gonna we're gonna do that off uh, off the air, and we're gonna come back in about uh, at about halftime and talk about some of our favorite versions of this very very special tasting of imperial smells like bean spirit. So before we jump right into it, what are some of the versions or varietals that you guys are looking forward to try? I mean, we've got all of them. What, which ones are you most <laughs> looking forward to? I like the vanilla noise. Uh, the marshmallow one, I think, would be pretty interesting. I love we all pick different ones. Of course, I'm going to say barrel aged version because that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> all right. How about you, Andy? Which uh, which one are you most looking forward to? Uh, I got to go with Kyle. I've had the barrel aged before, and it's simply just a phenomenal beer. I'm looking forward to doing that again. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to the Super Imperial. Uh, I'm, how that how that's going to taste. That one's like double the ingredients on yeah. everything, right? Yeah, that one's pretty fun. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of hazelnuts. I really like that Untitled Dark Barrel Age Hazelnut. I'm going to really want to see how this one uh, stacks up. Let's take this opportunity to take a little break, and we will be back with our verdict on the, uh, the first half of the lineup. And welcome back to halftime here at the Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit Contest winning time. Uh, we're having an absolute fantastic time here at 1840 in Bayview, Wisconsin. Uh, we're here with our contest winners, Joel and Ian. And and guys, what do you think of the night so far? We're only at halftime. It's been great. I, I, I'm a huge fan of this beer, and we've had a, a lot of it already. Seven, seven to be uh, <laughs> to be accurate. Uh, Ian, what's uh, what are you thinking so far? Uh, so far, I think they've all been pretty good. Um, I am surprised at some of the flavors, and I'm really looking forward to this one. And Alex, what is this one? So uh, we're we're at halftime here. So we've tried seven of the beers. Uh, we have the barrel age in our glass, which we will get back to in just a second uh, for a live tasting on that one. But uh, at first, we wanted to talk about the first seven beers. We've already had in order the uh, the regular bean spirit, which we tried live. Uh, you guys heard that one. Uh, we've got the imperial bean spirit, the vanilla bean spirit, which was the incredible line, uh, crazy glee state. Which uh, I think Microphone learned quite a bit from. Uh, every single release that they've had since then has been pretty smooth. And that includes the, uh, the double maple, the decadent, the cafe con leche, the special roast leading into the barrel aged Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit, which was released at uh, uh, Smells Like a Beer Fest, which uh, Andy and I were able to attend. And uh, we 
recorded an entire episode. Make sure to go back and listen to that one. But let's uh, let's get some uh, let's get some reactions on the first seven beers. So, Kyle, what's uh, what do you think was your favorite and maybe least favorite from these first seven beers? I, I, I mean, let's just start with least favorite. That's easy. It was the first one because it was just a lower ABV, it been aged for a long time, and then we got to try all these really cool beers that are in the imperial version with lots of fun flavors in them. Um, you know, whether it's vanilla or cinnamon or chocolate or all the things we've done, it's 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 been an interesting ride to go on. So I, I'm not going to speak too necessarily my favorite or anything, but I I want to say that uh, it, it's been a fun first half. So let's see what everybody else thinks. So, Ian, uh, do you have a, a, a favorite and a least favorite in I, that first set? I do have a favorite. It was the uh, uh, double maple. Uh, for me, the least favorite, I think, was the decadent. It was just way too much cinnamon for me. Um, maybe it didn't hold up as well, and uh, it just kind of tasted off, I think. Off and too much cinnamon. How about you, Joel? Uh, do you have a favorite be, uh, between the first and the seventh beer, somewhere in there? I was a big fan of the special roast. Uh, as far as, like, mouthfeel, it was kind of the thickest, the most viscous option out there. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I, I wasn't a fan of the one with Baker's chocolate, um, the, the, decadent. the decadent. Yeah, yeah the decadent. The, the there was just, for me, it was just too much cinnamon. Um, not a bad beer at all, of course, but it, it more reminded me of my grandmother's cookies, um, and I, I wasn't a fan of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And uh, we can say that uh, you know a lot of this is the uh, is the aging process. You know, for that uh, for that decadent. A lot of those other flavors, the coffee, the chocolate, has kind of fallen off a little bit. And so what you're left with is that cinnamon, which is a little overpowering at this point, where as opposed to uh, fresh, that would have been a, a well-balanced sort of beer. So, uh, Andy, what's, uh, what were your favorites and uh, least favorites? Well, I'll go with two favorites, actually. Um, I have to agree with Joel on the special roast. It was one of my favorite variants coming out fresh out of the box, out of the gate, out of the microphone. Um, I enjoy the viscous mouthfeel um, as much as Joel does. It's one of the big things for me with a with an imperial stout. That and also the vanilla. Um, a little bit of vanilla usually goes a long way in a beer, and it's going to last over time. Um, so that's what held up. But I think the overall consensus that we we pretty much agreed upon is most of these variants should should be drinking fresh. You know, drink fresh because they're those flavors are going to fade over time. Yeah, well, and, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jim, but that's something I say here at 1840 all the time, is that we've already done the hard waiting. You know, whether that's brewing a beer with a lot of adjuncts and, and letting it come to that perfect middle point where you want it to be, where the beer tastes like everything you want it to be, or whether that's putting it in a barrel for a long time, we've, we, we release beers when they're ready, and I feel like a lot of the, the, these beers tonight, I guarantee you would have been amazing fresh and the, well they've held up incredibly i'm not gonna lie uh yeah it's, it's interesting to see I, w- I wish i could have been there on both sides you know that's the exact same sentiments uh that are echoed by anello up in central waters by the way uh take a listen back to that episode where again he he rails on winemakers where uh, they make you do all the heavy lifting of aging wines while brewers they do all the work for you so drink your beer fresh uh, and drink it, keep it cold, drink it fresh, right? Is that the line, Kyle? Drink cold, drink fresh. It's yeah. on It's on all of my bottles that I care 
to tell you that about. You know, we have a lot of bottles that'll age great without that care. You can let them sit at room temperature or cooler, and they'll be great. But for anything that we care about, we put that on the bottle because I want you to know that. Like, hey, I already did the hard work. Just drink it now. But, but if you can get two, drink one fresh and age one. Hey, it's all in the name of science. Right? Yeah. And don't fucking complain if the second one goes bad. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm right with everyone. The uh, decadent, just uh, even though it's just a few months old, did not hold up at all. You know, we all know that coffee just doesn't hold up as an adjunct. But uh, holy cow, I mean, it just dropped off on that one. Um, but the cafe con leche, uh, that was a fantastic beer. Still well balanced after these months. Uh, that beer was absolutely my favorite so far. And I'm going to echo a couple of you guys. I think the uh, the special roast, uh, I think it was the, the type of coffee, or maybe it was the amount of coffee, but the coffee has held on on that one more than uh, some of the other ones that we've tried. And that one was fantastic. The mouthfeel, as you guys have talked about, fantastic. But also that cafe, cafe con leche. I think that one might be my favorite at this point, and possibly was coming after the decadence, which was my least favorite uh, for the reasons that Ian talked about uh, the the cinnamon being a little too overpowering and uh, a little bit out of uh, out of step. But you know that's what you're going to get with these uh, these adjuncts. You know when you've got the adjuncts that are going into the beer, they're going to fall off. And the beer is going to become something different, which is fun for the experimentation. You know, put it, drinking one now, putting one in your cellar for later. But uh, sometimes that experiment is uh, not as successful as you would want it to be. And that all leads us into the barrel aging process. And, uh, and Kyle, I think you can uh, you can talk to this uh, more expertly than the rest of us, sure, because you you're an expert in barrel <laughs> aging and the blending. We do a lot about uh, that. We're doing a live tasting right now of the Barrel Age Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit. This came out uh, for the uh, Smells Like a Beer Fest uh, with the Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit. What's that, what kind of flavors are you getting out of this, and uh, how do you think it held up in the barrels and as well as the cellar aging? So I, I think the special thing about barrel aging is it concentrates flavors. And uh, what we found here with this particular one, I mean, we're all looking at each other right now and being like, damn, this is good. And I think that's because when you give the beer, uh, when you give any beer the time it needs in a barrel, uh, you're going to end up with this concentration of flavors and um, something that's just everything you hope it's going to be for these shorter term adjunct beers, right? So, you know, we, we put syrup or all these vanilla or whatever in a beer and we hope it's going to taste like this now but uh you know it takes that time of evaporation and barrel aging to really round everything out and this is an exceptional example of uh what time can do so when you're designing a beer for the barrel what kind of factors do you take in to try to deal with the the concentration well that's kind of a hard thing because you know um while I have been barrel aging beers for a number of years in my career, like I don't have a, a ton of beers that have been in barrels for years, right? So now we're starting to, finally we've been open a year and a half, we're starting to have these beers that have been barrels for over a year, and we're starting to learn what these flavors can do and how the concentration can come into play. You know, there's a lot of people that are trying to release barrel aged beers in a short amount of time, and they're missing out on what can be something great by by selling it too early and I think uh, with this this version of this beer I can tell that they took the time to make sure that it was exactly what they wanted it to be before they sold the barrel aged version of this this brand. So it's, the longer that it sits in the barrel the more wood you're going to pull out of it the more flavoring. 
Right. Yeah, and then there, there's the whole angel share concept where you know you have evaporation over time. And really, the evaporation of the water concentrates the flavors, and that's where you get all these special, nuanced flavors you cannot get from just making beer in two weeks in a stainless steel tank. So, uh, Ian, what's, uh, what are you pulling out of this uh, barrel-aged imperial smells like bean spirit that maybe you weren't pulling out of some of the, uh, the other ones? It just seems like uh, everything holds up better in the barrel, and the barrel kind of adds to it. It's, it's a simple mix. There's nothing funky in there, no no additional flavorings. It's just all kind of natural, and you, you pull the, the flavor from the barrel. So, uh, Joel, when we uh, talked to Microphone, which was a fantastic episode for us, uh, again, as we've said all, all along, we implore you to go back and check out that episode where we talked to them about what went into that barreling process. What, How successful do you think they were on the, uh, the barrel aging on this beer? Oh, very much so, I think. It's an extremely balanced beer. Um, you can pick up the maple, you can pick up the barrel, you can pick up the coffee, and in all, um, you know, ba- balanced ways. Like, nothing, I think, for me at least, pops out as too much. It seems like it's, it's a perfect... Uh, mix for me yeah for me there's simply some interesting interplay between the oak the vanillins from the barrel the bourbon from the barrel and the maple uh how they're interplaying together uh as they dance across the top of the stout um it it is very interesting again i think this beer is like most of these imperial smell like bean spear you gotta drink it fresh even though most bourbon barrel aged beers you can age this is one that you guys still drink fresh if you still have it I agree with Jim. It's a perfect overlay of flavors. It's they just meld into one another. It's simple. It's smooth. The barrel aging lends a lot to everything that has to do with the imperial bean spirit. Um, not to mention they they wrapped around an epic beer festival right in, right in an industrial park in Chicago, like outskirts of Chicago, around this beer, and had breweries from all over the country come with their best stuff. It was one of the, the best parts about Microphone is the number of collaborations that they've done and the amount of uh, brewers that they were able to pull in for that beer festival. And I, I say, like, uh, I want to just say, like uh, Kyle said, the flavors have been really well concentrated. Uh, I, th- I think this is uh, possibly the best beer I've had all night. Uh, not the best of uh, part one, because <laughs> this is... This is definitely part of part two, and I think the really uh, the really fun part about part two is we're getting fresher, so these adjuncts are going to be holding on a little bit better. Whereas uh, in part one, some of those adjuncts have fallen off. So uh, really excited to get into part two, and um, I, I think we're about about ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're back with Kyle at 1840s and his uh, bag of bark. Kyle? We got the big old bag of bark here. What we're really looking at is some whole Vietnamese Saigon cinnamon. It's called Cassia cinnamon. And it's a bark. What we got is it looks like bark. It's crazy. I mean, you guys can vouch for this. It looks like it's like bark, doesn't it? It looks well, insane. Well, it is literally the bark of a tree because yeah. that's where cinnamon comes yeah. from. And so that's, I guess, what it should look Cassia. like. Okay? Yeah. This yeah. is where the name Cassia comes from. That's right. Oh, it smells amazing. Insane. Oh, it really smells yeah. amazing. Yeah, so we recently used sure. this. We used um, a couple of pounds in uh, an Imperial Stout that we're working on right now. It has habaneros, guajillo, and uh, ancho peppers in it. It has, co- it's going to get coconibs, 
Mexican coffee, Mexican vanilla beans. It's uh, it's our Mexican style we're working on right now. So it'll be fun. It's it's interesting that that's a beer we're working on while we're also drinking through these incredible microphone variants of all these beers. So thank you guys for coming and trying our great crazy ingredients. And I, I think that's a that's a great lead in to uh, what we've been doing so far, which is our uh, Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit tasting. We got into a little bit of a conversation about some of the adjuncts that are going into these beers, and that's where uh, that's where this uh, this demonstration by Kyle came from. So uh, welcome to the third portion of our Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit tasting. We're going to talk about the uh, the beers that we tried in uh, in level two. Level one was amazing. Level two, even fresher, even more amazing. And we're going to finish it all off with the vanilla noise. But uh, our, before we do that, let's uh, let's talk about some of the beers that we've tried. So the uh, the barrel aged Imperial smells like Bean Spirit. We've uh, we've tried that one. We've kind of talked about it. I want to say probably my favorite beer of the entire experience. Any Absolutely. anybody else? Win of the night. Win Definitely. of yep. the night. Slam dunk. All right, but besides that, in the uh, the second half here, we've also tried the maple bacon. We've <laughs> tried the hazelnut. We've tried the blueberry. We've tried the super bean. We've tried the marshmallow, and we'll finish it off live with the vanilla noise. So, uh, any any favorites? Any least favorites? Uh, how about Kyle? Let's start with you. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I appreciate what Microphone has done with series here. And if you're gonna dabble in meat beers, fuck yeah, good luck, do it. <laughs> uh, we're never gonna make a meat beer here at 1840. But it's been fun to taste through all these things and try all these different adjuncts. And, uh, yeah, so we, we, we tried a beer with me tonight. It was quite interesting. Maybe so, the least successful. W- would you say that, Andy? I would definitely say the least successful of the second half. What I'm interested in is, Kyle, you're, you're in negotiations for a collaboration beer, right? Yeah, you know, Mike and I have been talking. We've got, we've got a beer that we've planned. And uh, we're just trying to set a date, so I'm hoping that Mike's going to call me up and and, and solidify that because uh, my team's ready. I, I, assume, uh, yeah. I assume no meat. No meat. <laughs> no, definitely no meat. <laughs> or no. Ina Joel, uh, what do you think about the the, uh, the second half of beers that we've tried? And uh, do you have any favorites and any least favorites? Second half's been great. Favorite, I think I would have to say, was the the barrel age, but that was like the middle, not the second half. Favorite of the second half would have to be the marshmallow. Yeah. I get the, like I burnt the marshmallow on the stick. It, it's a really good experience for me to drink it and love the flavor. It was straight up like sitting around a campfire yeah. eating yeah. a yeah, yeah. marshmallow. A total summer, s'more. Summer right? It was really more s'mores than marshmallow. toasted yeah. before you put it on the summer chocolate. Summer with, with the family, kid burnt the marshmallow, hey, get out of the fire kind of thing. You know? I'm like, oh, I got that. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I will say absolutely, this goes to show, again, that we've been talking about through this entire night, the fresher the beer, the better it's been as we progressed from our most aged beer to this most now freshest beer, uh, hardly a few weeks old, and the adjuncts, the beer itself is fresher, the adjuncts are fresher. Drink your Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit the day you get it because it's the best it's going to be. I got to say, though, with one caveat. The barrel aged version. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And so it's, if you can, can get, get you know, yeah. if you can find those adjunct stouts with that barrel aged time on them, you're probably going to appreciate it more. Because we sure fucking did tonight. Yeah, yeah that, that show's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Where are you going to get that? You yeah. can't anymore well, or ever. Well, you know. Trade for it or something. If you got it, hang on to it. 
Yeah, for sure. No, the barrel aged versions are going to age very well. Yeah. So, Joel, any uh, any least favorite beers that you've had so far? Uh, especially in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> kind of everyone's pointing at the maple bacon. I, You know, as far as least favorite, that was definitely my least favorite. My first and only meat beer uh, was not a good experience, I would say. Uh, meat I, beer. But, but I'm a huge fan of the whole <laughs> Smells Like Bean Spirit meat series. Sweats. You know, the barrel aged was, was amazing. Uh, the marshmallow was also great. The toasted marshmallow flavor that came out was nice. I was also a fan of the super uh, imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit. Very balanced for me. Um, uh, the taste was there. I like strong flavors, and so that was probably my favorite. With the barrel age coming in a close second. So, Andy, for uh, for the lineup for the second half, we had the uh, barrel age and Imperial smells like bean spirit, which we did at the halftime. We did the uh, maple bacon. We did the hazelnuts. We did the blueberry, the super bean, the marshmallow, and the. Vanilla noise coming in last. What's a, what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? I haven't gotten to the vanilla noise yet, but um, honestly, the the marshmallow was uh, about the best it has been in the second half for me. Definitely the freshest. And that that's kind of the theme we've gone on is the the freshest. The you know, marshmallow and the super bean were the freshest tonight, and uh, they're pretty good. Maple bacon was uh, definitely last for me. Just. I don't know. I've heard a lot of good things about it when it was fresh, but not so much tonight. Last last overall or last in the second half? I almost have to go last overall on yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. It's like almost like you like so you said artificial smoke flavoring. The the blueberry was it you know, I'm not a fan of blueberries and stouts overall, but it was kind of like a blueberry syrup. You know, like, on, you know, blueberry syrup you're going to put on top of pancakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it would be good on top of some pancakes or with breakfast, but it's definitely something you're going to want to share with your friends. How about you, Jim? Obviously, the maple bacon was really kind of, it, it didn't work out for me. Uh, Kyle, you know. Especially the aging, let's say. Yeah, so Kyle, that beer was clearly a risk beer, right? Yes. I mean. Uh, as a brewer, especially in this day and age, you have to be different. Mm-hmm. You have to take risks. Sure. So how do you, as a brewer, handle trying to take a risk such as doing a meat beer? Yeah, I mean, so we have a strict no meat beer policy uh, here at 1840. <laughs> I mean, maybe if we're getting crazy someday we'll do an oyster stout, but I'm not promising anything. Why? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, especially because... With a lot of your barrel aging and sure. some of your your house, your crazy house culture. Yeah, I mean that can get pretty insane. Yeah, and we have some, um, and some of our house culture gets really smoky. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, no, I mean just uh, as a brewer, I mean you got to try to differentiate yourself in the market. Yeah, and sometimes you're going to have wins, and sometimes you're not. So, just do you like learn from those losses or those not. They're not necessarily a loss, right? It's it's a not win. Here's the thing. I, I feel that uh, anybody who's trying our beer is a win for us, right? Like, if we got our beer into somebody's hands, that's a win. And uh, we love feedback. So we listen to our customers, and we look at what they're saying. And if they try a beer that they didn't like, we appreciate that feedback. And we look for it to help us improve our products going forward. So for me, I, I would say... As everybody said, the least uh, 
the least successful is obviously the the maple bacon. But I, I want to say, uh, you know, what I saw on uh, on Facebook on social media with microphone was that this was a big risk for them, and yeah. they would not have released that beer if it didn't taste very good fresh. And from everything that I've I've seen and everything that I've read, it was a fantastic beer fresh. Uh, all of these beers tonight have really been pretty solid. Like, yeah. I, there's nothing that I've been like, ooh, this is bad. You know, this has been really yeah. to, to go through this journey. I would say just kudos to Mike overall because most of these beers, while the adjuncts have fallen off a little bit, they've all been really, really fucking good. For sure. And uh, you know what? That's what's going to happen is adjuncts are going to fall off over time. The freshest is going to be better than than the oldest. Yeah. And overall, dude, successful. Like, nobody else is going to be able to experience this ever again in this amount of people. I, you know, I think the only people that have this are few. Yeah, not, not even Mike and Microphone has this, and he said that himself. I, the, I think one of the most successful beers for me, and it's not necessarily a, 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 a thrilling success, but uh, the, the Blueberry Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit. I've tried blueberry beers before. I'm not a huge fan, uh, especially the Lizard of Kaz was a complete miss. But I would say that the blueberry imperial smells like bean spirit tastes better than any uh, blueberry stout that I've ever tasted. And that's after uh, a bit of aging. You know, there's uh, there's some things going on in there. The blueberry is a little more subtle. The uh, the coffee. And the maple kind of take over a little bit. It's it's more successful than any I've ever tried, but also not necessarily my favorite out of the entire lineup. Anybody have that uh, that experience? Anybody else digging that blueberry, or is everybody else uh, kind of off the blueberry? Yeah, no, that was pretty much you. <laughs> yeah, we're not. All oh, you really digging the blueberry. Yeah. Well, as far as a, a breakfast beer too, I'd be interested what that would have tasted like with an actual set of pancakes yeah. and some bacon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was more IHOP blueberry syrup than it was blueberry pancake, right? I mean, that's there's a big difference there with the syrupy sweetness versus a subtle blueberry underlying with grain. Well, that's fair. What to, what about the hazelnut? Because uh, again, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of hazelnuts. They, I don't think a person can put too much hazelnut in their beer before I can uh, I can stop drinking it. So I really enjoy the hazelnut imperial smells like bean spirit, and uh, very much like some of the other uh, hazelnut beers I've tried, it starts to pick up some coconut flavors. Did anybody else enjoy that hazelnut as much as I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think all of us do. I, I do for sure. I mean, and uh, I think so. I love Absolutely. the hazelnut flavor. It it, it almost, almost tastes like coconut, but it's real disguising of the, the hazelnut yeah. flavor. I, I would say for me, I'm not a super huge ha- fan of hazelnut, and I was getting some toasted coconut flavor. I'd say, I mean, it was a really good beer for you and uh, 21 of your closest friends uh, <laughs> to have an ounce each. Honestly, I mean, it was just good, flavorful, bold beer, but uh, an ounce is pretty much all I could take. And I was getting a lot of coconut out of it as well. Um, personally, I'm not a huge coconut fan, so I didn't enjoy it, but that was because of personal taste, not because of the quality of the beer. I think barrel aging, if they barrel age that beer, it could lend a lot to that coconut quality of the hazelnut. 
And that brings us into our freshest beer, which was that uh, that marshmallow. So far, the the consensus has been uh, marshmallow might have been one of the best ones we've tried all night. Do you think that's because it was the freshest one that we tried all night, or do you think that was the best adjunct that has ever been put into a, an imperial smells like bean spirit? I would say it was probably a combination of both. Uh, again, as, as we've experienced throughout this entire night, the fresher you get your Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit variant, the better it's going to be. Uh, and Marshmallow was really good. Uh, just the, the stout, the base stout itself seemed brighter. And then you layer that on, this kind of s'mores layers, uh, that campfire, uh, hanging out in summer. Uh, it was really, really, really tasty. And I think that brings us to the uh, vanilla noise. So let's go around the table and give our live feedback on uh, what we think of the vanilla noise. Let's start with you, Jim. Uh, yeah, holy Batman uh, vanilla. Uh, this is so much vanilla. Uh, I'm finding it a bit overpowering for myself, but Andy, I'd be interested to hear what you think. Well, the vanilla was extreme to begin with on the vanilla noise. It settled down a lot from where this it was. This is settled. No, oh yeah, it this was, is settled. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'd be very interested to try the uh, the barrel aged vanilla noise. Uh, sure, can't that might wait. have uh, taken on some charred flavors mm. a little more. Maybe maybe the uh, the vanilla from the barrel oh. would have. Uh, you the vanillins might have uh, yes. modified the vanilla. Some of that other vanilla. They sure would. But also, yeah. that's a lot of vanilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it tasty? Mm. I did not care for this for the first time that I tasted it, which but was. Now. Which was very fresh. Uh, this has been aged a little while, and I, I'll tell you what, the mm. vanilla has not aged in well enough for me to say that this uh. was a successful beer. And I'd, I'd like to see what this would taste like with some Oreos oh. next to it. I, I think together that would be really great. On it on its own, it's there's a lot of oh, man. there's a lot of vanilla, but yeah, with the the cookie, I think that might be a a good addition. So let's uh, let's go through the second half. Uh, we've got the barrel aged imperial smells like bean spirit, the maple bacon, the hazelnut, the blueberry, the super bean, the marshmallow, the vanilla noise. What do we? What would we say were our favorites, and what would we say were our least favorites of the entire night, including the regular bean spirit, the imperial bean spirit, the vanilla bean spirit, the double maple, the decadent, the cafe con leche, the special roast, and then uh, leading into the barrel age, imperial smells like bean spirit. Kyle, he- that, that was a serious mouthful, Alex. <laughs> so of the night, what, what would you say were your uh, your most successful beers as far as the aging process goes sure. and your least successful beers? My, my most, I had nothing to do with any of these beers. This is satisfying. <laughs> I would say that my most successful beer of the evening was whichever one of these guys liked the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a cop-out. Such a cop-out. <laughs> I feel like I'm Jim, Jim Gafkin. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll come back to Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre- Pre- pretend that never happened. I'm going to go uh, take care of all my super uh, thoughtful and friendly customers. What should I have left for the evening? <laughs> Let's point out the, uh, the brewery is empty. <laughs> Shh. It was closed about an hour and a half ago. Right. <laughs> Ian's suddenly regretting winning this contest tonight. 
we thought we were going to wrap it all up in our open hours, but, you know. I am blessed to be standing next to Kyle. As far as his mouthful goes. I'm blessed to have you all here. I'm blessed. For Ian, this was the best of times. This was the worst of times. I've been there, yeah. By far, my favorite was the Barrel Age, but the second favorite, probably the Hazelnut, just because I like Hazelnut. And least favorite for the uh, for the evening? Uh, maple Bacon. Joel, what are your thoughts on uh, tonight's lineup? Well, as far as the, the, the bacon one, we've, we've had a sampling of, of cheeses and sausages here that have paired well with the, the Maple Bacon one. <clears throat> on its own, it probably was not was not my favorite, but I'd be curious what it would have tasted like, perhaps fresher, um, since that that had aged a bit. Uh, I was a big fan of the marshmallow one with the whole s'mores uh, flavoring with it, and then again with the the barrel aged and the super imperial. I don't know; those are my my top three. I can't really say say which one I liked more. You know, for me, actually, my favorite really was the uh, cafe con leche. Uh, that beer, even after several months, was so balanced. That's what really struck me um, of all these beers. Uh, they're over-top beers. I mean, the Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit is an over-top the beer. It's unabashed. But the Café Can Leche was really balanced with the lactose and the caramel, even after several months. Though the Barrel Age, obviously, was a slam dunk. I mean, that, that was a great beer. The big loser was the bacon maple. Andy, how about you? What was uh, what was your favorite from the uh, the first half? What was your favorite from the second half? Well, second half we started off with barrel age, so that was a, a fucking win and a half. <laughs> first half, I mean, man, dude, I really can't say. I mean, probably the cafe con leche, like Jim said, just because it held up the best. Microphone, Mike, I love your beers, but they're not meant to age. They're really not, unless you're in a barrel. I mean, uh, not even age. I mean, it's like weeks. <laughs> I don't know about weeks, but I mean, the Super Bean is out like three, four months. That was still really good. Once you get up over that six month to 12 month range, it's, you know, six to 12, you're, you're iffy on what you're doing. All right. I, I would agree with Andy. Uh, Cafe Con Leche, definitely the best uh, from the first half. Um, I would say either the marshmallow, which was the freshest, or the super bean was the uh, best from the second half. But honestly, uh, the halftime event took the show. The the barrel age Imperial Smells Like Bean Spirit, by far the best thing that uh, Microphone may have ever done. You know, discounting some of their other barrel age beers, which are also fantastic. But I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, Are we out of beer? I think we are out of beer, Jim. That's not not, not true. I'll I'll hook you guys up. You're good. Okay. Well, we will have some other beers. (laughs) Not microphone. Joel coming to this event today as our guest brought a uh, Dark Lord. So we'll be doing that one Uh off off camera. 2015. uh, 2015. 2015 Dark Lord. So we've got some things to still try, but uh, that's going to do it for us for, uh, for beers for now. For me, for uh, for Alex. I'm Jim. Andy here. This is Kyle. Ian. And Joel. That's going to do it for us. And uh, this has been another solid non-fail production. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, cheers, guys. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. 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 Right. Peace. Thanks. 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 Thanks.